Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. And every week we shake down, we rough up, we bust out, we do what we have to do to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. This week's topic, dissension in the family. Yeah, the Federal Reserve's Policy Setting Committee met last week, and as expected, the Fed voted to hold off on a rate hike. I was happy, but, well, not everybody was. Fed boss Janet Yellen is facing a rare level of dissension. And we take a look at the decision, who's on which side, and what it all means for the future of interest rates. And while we're on the subject of interest rates, we'll take a peek at the housing industry as well. We got some key home sales stats last week. There's more on the way this week. It's been a weird time for home sales. There's plenty of demand and plenty of cheap financing thanks to the Fed. But affordable homes, well, they've been a bit hard to find. So we'll dive into the data and tell you what to expect from the market. And as usual, we spend some time in the blind alleys of Wall Street. Apple has applied for a pretty weird patent. More on that later. Drivers are wasting money on gas. And analysts are weighing in on whether the election is going to put a damper on Christmas. Well, here we go. This is the uh, Manson Lamps edition of Offbeat Wall Street. Some coke. What is the big deal? You're my uncle. You want to deal drugs at your business. You do it on association garbage routes, it's my business. It stops today. You got it? Don't give me your Manson lamps. Just stop. All right, as we said, the Federal Reserve's Policy Committee met last week. Now, the general picture of those conclaves, well, they sit in a room decked out in leather and polished wood. They exchanged hushed remarks studded with acronyms and Greek letters. And then they come to a decision which affects pretty much all of us. Interesting. But by the standards of Fed meetings, last week's discussion was, uh, well, a bit of a barn burner. It's probably still all hushed tones and acronyms. Uh, judged on a curve, though, it was the Fed version of the Red Wedding, with Janet Yellen playing the reins of the Castamere for some of the other members of the policy-setting committee. Well, as expected, though, the Fed voted to keep rates unchanged, but the vote was 7-3. to three. Yeah, three members of the rate-setting committee voted to raise rates. How dare they? There haven't been that many dissenting votes since December of 2014. And before that, Ben Bernanke faced three dissenters twice in a row during 2011. From there, you have to go all the way back to 1992, back when uh, the first George Bush was still president, when Last of the Mohicans was the number one movie, and when Boys to Men's End of the Road was the number one song in the country. Whatever happened to those guys? Well, anyway. And it's also when Alan Greenspan faced off against four dissenters. The nerve. Well, in retrospect, the dissent this time around shouldn't have been surprising. The three members who voted against leaving rates alone have all spoken out for higher rates in recent public statements. On the other side of the spectrum, though, there's a group of three voting Fed members who don't want a rate hike this year. Despite the dissenting votes, the market is pretty clear that the rate hikes are not coming in the near future. Now, trading in the Fed fund futures currently points to a 14.5% chance of a rate hike at the Fed's next meeting, which is set for November 2nd. Going into the latest Fed decision, the market had priced in about a 21% chance of a November hike. For December, the odds tell a different story. There's currently an about 59% chance of a hike by the end of the Fed's December meeting, which, oh, by the way, happens after the general election. Coincidence? Who knows? You decide. Now, the reason I'm asking, you know, 850 grand's a pretty big nut. I don't know if your parole job at the fish market's going to cover it. Tell me about it. These walls? Skim coat. Not that uh, plain sheetrock. Not only that, they've been on the lawn this year. It's new. 
need to put you online. Well, more information about the housing market is due out this week. Now, last week, the focus was largely on the Fed. This overshadowed a string of releases about housing. The National Association of Realtors said that sales of previously owned homes edged down in August, even despite the fact that mortgage rates remain near record lows. Now, the figures known as existing home sales, that dropped nine-tenths of a percent in August, and that followed a drop of 3.4% the previous month. Economists had expected the rate to climb in August. Uh, the fall brought the picture to its second lowest pace of 2016. The National Association of Realtors blaming low inventory and high prices for the pullback in sales. So sure, blame everybody else. This week, additional information is set to come out. Monday, we'll see the release of new home sales. That's the other side of the housing market, which isn't included in the existing home sales figures. And that keeps tracks of, you guessed it, Newly built homes. Well, nobody said this was rocket science. Last month, the figures showed a split market. Existing home sales fell, while new home sales surged 12.4% to a nearly nine-year high. Now, the same price and inventory concerns didn't hold back the market for new homes where people continued to take advantage of those low rates. This week's data will help to shine a light on the true health of the housing market. And there's a few other noteworthy economic reports due out as well this week. On the housing front, the S&P Case-Shiller Index is due out Tuesday, and that tracks home prices. Wednesday, we'll see the release of data on durable goods orders, and that provides a look into the health of the heavy manufacturing sector. And Thursday, we'll see the release of new data on economic growth. And the government will release its final reading of GDP for the second quarter. And this will revise the estimate that was provided last month and provide the definitive word on how the economy performed in the second quarter. And on the corporate front, there's a few noteworthy reports due out this week. Nike is set to report its results on Tuesday. The athletic apparel maker is expected to see a drop in its earnings for the quarter. This even despite the fact that revenue is projected to rise by about 6%. Elsewhere, BlackBerry, yeah, remember them, they're still around and they're set to release their results this week as well. Investors are braced for a tough report from the smartphone maker. The company's projected to report a loss for the most recent quarter, with revenues expected to fall about 20% from last year. Even though more red ink is likely in the offing for the quarter, the loss is expected to be narrower than last year. BlackBerry's results are set to come out on Wednesday. And PepsiCo is another of the big names set to announce results this week. Earnings are projected to dip from last year, with revenues expected to drop around 3%. Also on the docket to release results this week, we've got Carnival Cruises, Costco, and Paychecks. You won't cry now. I'm in no mood for you. All right, each week we like to wander off into the weeds a little bit and uh, take a look at some of the money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. So, right now, get ready for some of our quick hits. Duck! All right, first stop, Innovation Central, Apple. Yeah, the world's most beloved tech company, except when they uh, push out updates that don't necessarily work. Well, they've made another breakthrough, and they're moving fast to patent this great technological leap. Apple has applied a patent application for, wait for it, the Apple Car? No. Apple TV? Eh, not really. It's a paper bag. Yeah, the patent application puts it this way, a paper bag is disclosed. The paper bag may include a bag container formed of white, solid bleach sulfate paper with at least 60% post-consumer content. Well, the UK newspaper Guardian reports that Apple is seeking to get a patent for the innovation based on how it intends to hold the bag together with a high proportion of recycled material. Hey, who wants a self-driving Apple car when we can have a paper bag? 
Thanks, Apple. Hey, onto the country's roadways as we look ahead to holiday travel. Yeah, only uh, some days till Christmas. Time to get the shopping done. Hey, do you love your car and do you want to give it that extra special fuel? Do you pay extra for those precious extra octanes you get with premium gas? Well, AAA says you're being a sucker. Yeah, AAA says it found absolutely no benefit to using premium gasoline in a vehicle that only requires regular grade fuel. Yeah, the travel agency cautioned that premium gas is only higher octane, not higher quality. AAA says its research found that American drivers waste more than $2.1 billion over the last year by using premium-grade gas in vehicles that are designed to run on regular fuel. So over the last 12 months, 16.5 million U.S. drivers have unnecessarily used premium fuel in their vehicles, even despite vehicle manufacturers' recommendation. But hey, it sure makes you feel cool, doesn't it? No? Well, <laughs> hey, you know, I tried to make you feel better. Hey, no points off for trying. Hey, and with football season underway, there's still a bit of time to remember the true American pastime, shopping. And so, a question for this holiday season. Does Trump or Clinton make you want to buy more stuff? Well, an analysis issued by Deloitte suggested that it really doesn't matter. The presidential election takes place a couple of weeks before Black Friday, so... Theoretically, any anxiety about the future of the country could cut into our shopping drive. After all, whatever happens, we're either going to get an unstable, narcissistic, megalomaniacal monster or a near-death serial criminal who repeatedly skirts treason through self-interested neglect. And then there's Gary Johnson. Well, can I tell you that I've been watching a lot of political ads this year, and I do mean a lot. (laughs) Anyway, you'd think that the imminent end of the republic would diminish our desire to acquire new ties and socks? That's all I ever get for Christmas. Thanks, family. But after looking into it, Deloitte determined that the election will not have any negative impact on retail sales. In fact, they said that retailers should see an uptick in holiday sales in stores and online this year. Well, maybe things won't be that bad after the election, after all. Richie's gone. Well, what do you mean, gone? Gone. Where? Kamala, after 18 years of marriage, don't make me make you an accessory after the fact. Hey, thanks, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. And if you like the show, go to iTunes and subscribe or look us up on your other favorite podcast catcher. While you're there, go ahead, rate and review the show with all kinds of good reviews. They help others find the show, so make sure you rate it highly. It's very helpful. And also, let all of your friends know, because if you don't, we will, and you don't want that. You can also check out our website at offbeatwallstreet.com. Follow us on the big Twitter at offbeatwallstreet.com. Don't forget, that's offbeatwallstreet, ST, like on those street signs. And of course, a big thanks to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for all the script writing and co-production of the podcast. Thank you, Brian, back at the RTT News Studios, where we can say hello, and thank you to our other good friends over there. RTT News, as you know, provides a lot of the news and stats that we use in this here show, so if you want up-to-date info on the markets, go check them out right now at rttnews.com. And hey, as we say goodbye, let's just pause a minute, well, maybe just a few seconds, and remember one of the most important rules in getting ahead, on Wall Street or on any street. Those who want respect, give respect. Words to live by. Have a great week, everybody.